You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everyone. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. want to welcome you to a terrific Tuesday. Uh, you know, this is a, an exciting episode for me because we have two phenomenal queens in the building. I get to start this episode off with Reverend Harriet Walden of Mothers for Police Accountability. She's going to be telling us all about the Mother's Justice Breakfast, and I'm excited because this is such an amazing staple institution in our community, uh, uplifting mothers, and she has done such a great job. So I'm so glad that she had time in her busy schedule to join me today. And later in the episode, I get the opportunity to speak to Noni Irvin, who is here with the Kwanzaa Awards, y'all. And you probably have seen these commercials going on on our shows, but the Kwanzaa Awards, another phenomenal opportunity to really uplift the brilliance in our community. So I'm elated that I get to have both of them on today. But of course, it is the top of the show. So it's the perfect time for you to participate with us. Go ahead, tag and share this stream right here with folks who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, we still do have you covered. So don't worry about it at all. Just listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. You can search Converge Media Network in the day with Trey. You'll find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, like whatever platform is your favorite. There's like 200 of them. Go ahead and search for us. Y'all will find us there. Well, on this phenomenal episode, I get to kick it right off because up next, we got Reverend Harriet Walden in the building telling us more about the Mother's Justice Breakfast. Hi, Reverend Walden. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful this morning, this afternoon. How, uh, I'm wonderful. Yeah, it's, well, it's great to be with you today. And I'm glad that we got the opportunity to connect last week so we can make sure this happened today because y'all are about to celebrate something phenomenal that later this week, right? Oh, yes, it's our annual um, Thurgood Marshall breakfast, and uh, it's Mother's Justice breakfast that we honor Thurgood Marshall and the work that he's done uh, and that he did for us. You know, he was one of the greatest attorneys that we've ever had. Uh, he absolutely loved black people. I mean, and he did so much work for us uh, before he became a justice. He And then he did a lot for us once he became a Supreme Court justice. And so uh, we honor him uh, uh, every year at our Mother's Justice Breakfast uh, and have a speaker. And it's going to be this week. I'm really excited. Well, this is exciting for sure. I mean, we need these kinds of opportunities in our community to always uplift the brilliance um, and, and legacy of the, the history that we have. And so I'm grateful that you always have this amazing connection at Thurgood Marshall. Tell us more about how the, the Mother's Justice Breakfast came about when y'all first started doing this and how it ties into kind of the mission of Mothers for Police Accountability. Well, we started these uh, breakfast a few years ago, maybe about 12 years ago, because before we did the Paul Robeson Annual Awards, and that was in the afternoons. Uh, we always did that around his birthday. Paul Robeson was one of our tallest trees. Uh, he did a lot for us. I mean, really. And he wanted, he talked about walking this great uh, earth as America, as an American, and be treated right with justice and all the things that he was working for. 
Um, and uh, and we honor Paul Paul Robeson. His birthday is April 9th. And so we've had the Paul, we had the Paul Robeson uh, uh, events for many, many years. This is our 33, we're 33 years old now. So, <laughs> wow. so, so the longest event we've had was the Paul Robeson. Uh, and then about 12 years ago, uh, a little longer than that, maybe, but yeah, about 12 years ago, we started the, uh, the, the morning, uh, the, the, the breakfasts and we, we retired the, uh, uh, Paul Robeson event uh, and still honor him, but we started the uh, justice breakfasts and, uh, we wanted to name that after Thurgood Marshall. And so this is probably our 12th or 13th one right now, since we've been going, I think we started in 2010 with the breakfasts. Wow. I mean, this is a phenomenal feat to be able to every year over year, make sure that folks are aware of this opportunity to uplift Thurgood Marshall's work and then really showcase how it ties in. Because I think that's so important that you always you've been one of those like one of our phenomenal historians in community. Y'all, if you didn't know, uh, I've learned so much just sitting at her feet. But uh, the truth is, is that there's always a historical connection that you make with what folks have done before and what we're doing now, and particularly with Mothers for Police Accountability. Why is that historical connection so important to you? Well, it's because uh, history to me is my Bible. That's how it connects our life and that we can understand our progress and all the things that has gone before us, all the people who's helped us. And Thurgood Marshall absolutely loved us. I mean, uh, uh, he gave his whole life in service of the Negro. Uh, and he, he lined those courts, those cases up. He was phenomenal. He lined those cases up so that they could, so he could go to Supreme Court with them and uh, overturn uh, uh, Brown versus the, uh, the uh, Brown versus the Board of Education. And by him doing that, that kind of moved us out of Jim Crow in a lot of ways. I mean, because I, I was born in Jim Crow, and so I'm always interested about people who come along and moved us along. Um, and I think it's so important. And one thing that always sticks out about Thurgood Marshall and the work that he did, um, right after the non the non indictment came uh, back from uh, uh, the Mike Brown case uh, there and uh, in Ferguson, and we had a rapid response uh, uh, available. We wanted to have a rapid response in Seattle in case we knew it was going to be a non indictment. They weren't going to indict him, so we knew that. We had Garfield open, a community service, a community center, and Van Nessel, so people could gather. Uh, and uh, and we were gathered there in a circle and we had the virtues and people coming in and we were just having a great conversation about the injustices, you know, I mean, that's what it was about. And then some of the young kids said they wanted to go downtown and they, uh, and, uh, and then they came, before they went downtown, one of the young guys said, he looked at me and he said, your generation was a failure. The civil rights movement was a failure. And here he was in a public accommodation place uh, uh, that he did not know that Thurgood Marshall's work but absolutely brought down the signs and, and made public accommodation available for the Negro. And I said, wow, we have failed. We have failed our young people that they don't know the connection of all of the cases that Thurgood Marshall worked on to make life better for us. And, uh, uh, and so I always remember that. And I said, wow, but I was sad about that. And, you know, I said that. and he didn't understand it. He was in Garfield Community Center. Uh, and uh, and in bygone days, it might not have been uh, a place for all people. It might have just been a place for it. Oh, it might not have been one in the central area. It might have been one on the north end. Everything could have been north of the ship canal. And nothing south of the ship can else see. 
Wow. And I always remember that story. And it's like, wow, you know, if our children just understood history uh, is for today. You know, it 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 will it, it keeps you going when you recognize that Mary McLeod Mathuna was a, a, a she trained all the teachers that trained uh, that taught me. I mean, and when you see hidden figures, you understand uh, that uh, there was a time in America when it wasn't any integration, and black people were smart. I mean, there was no place in that community where people didn't think you had a right to be smart. You know, I mean, you, you know, people counsel you to be smart yeah. because they knew that education was important. And, and so and so I, so I'm always trying to connect people to understand because if you understand your greatness, then you understand that you absolutely have a responsibility. Yeah, I mean, this is this is exactly why I love that we have. Uh, you know, you in our community as such a pillar of this work, because honestly, there's not a lot of connection to historical context in a way that really cements it in the ideas and minds of young folks to see themselves as those very same pillars, right? right? What does it look like for us to get the next Thurgood Marshall That's because right. they understand that legacy yeah. of work? And so when when folks come to the Mother's Justice Breakfast, you know, what are some of the things that you're excited for them to be able to walk away with? Well, uh, our speaker's going to be Vonda uh, M. Sargent. She was the attorney on the Winlock case. You remember the elderly man that was walking down the street uh, with the... Uh, with the golf uh, cane, you know, scarf stick. Uh, he was just using it as a cane and he got arrested. 70 years old and had never been arrested in his life. Did not have a criminal record. Charged with a crime. <laughs> you know, like, wow. Uh, and uh, she was the attorney on, on that case. Uh, and our awards this time, uh, the award that we're going to uh, uh, present on on uh, Thursday morning uh, at, the, at the Esquire Club, I breakfast is starting over at 7 a.m. there at the Esquire Club. It's going to be to the late Andrea Branicki. She was an attorney. Uh, she was a civil rights attorney, uh, and she passed away this year. In fact, uh, she represented me uh, many, many years ago when I sued the city for beating up Omari Salisbury and Tundi Salisbury out of my yard that time in 1990. So her, she, she represented uh, my, uh, my family then. Uh, we didn't prevail in that case. But uh, she was a great attorney. Did so much work, not only see here in Seattle, but around the, around the world in, in a lot of different ways. Also, she was the attorney for the John T. Williams case when, uh, when, Mr. Williams, when John T. Williams got killed by the Seattle Police Department. Uh, and also, she studied the, um, the healing circles. Andrew Banneke is the reason why you have the healing circles in Seattle. Because she started, she started the uh, restorative justice circles here in Seattle as part of city government. She did that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is that was on them again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is this right here is the stuff where it's like I don't know. I don't think there's uh, another institution that's really uplifting that local history and tying it to, you know, our national history in the ways that you have. And so when folks come, they're going to be hearing from, you know, the one and only Ms. Vonda Sargent right. and really talking about, again, of what we can be doing today, right, to uplift justice. That's Is right. that right? That's right? Yeah, that's right. And then last year, we, I, I, our recipient was Gabe Galando. He's a, he's a Native American attorney. Uh, uh, and he represents a lot of Native people. And he brought us the word Weto. It's W-E-T-I-O. Uh, and it means uh, accountabilism spirit. And he said that, you know, the Native people said that's the spirit that came with the colonizers. And knowing, never knowing that you have enough. 
You know, I mean, like everything you see, it's always over the mile that you need. And it's, it's, it's a, a spirit that you can't hardly satisfy. And he brought us that information. It's like, wow, I had not known about that, uh, you know, that, 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 that word. I mean, it was like, oh, okay. Because you look around and you can see it. You can see it. You can see what has happened to the Native Americans. You can see, uh, uh, you know, you, you see progress by, uh, on one uh, lens, but you don't see what has happened to the people to make that so-called progress. You know, I mean, 18 million Native Americans died, you know, I mean, and, and, and they're still not getting everything they needed. I mean, even during uh, COVID, uh, the Navajos didn't have running water and they always said, wash your hands. And we had them on my radio show, Mother's Justice Show, people talking about that and they said, wow. And so he brought us that information. And just to think about our brothers and sisters who are still suffering in, in their own land. Yeah. On their own land. See, it's not like us. We were stolen and brought to a foreign land. You know, we've been here over 13 and a half generations. That's how long we've been here before the Civil War. Yeah. Wow. See, before the Civil War. And we're still dealing with a lot of these things. See, yeah. so. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, breakfast is going to start at nine. I, I, I mean, at seven uh, at the, uh, the uh, Esquire Club. Uh, on November 9th, it's after the elections, so we'll be talking about some of the winners probably, and some of the winners might be there, and some of the people who might not have won might still be there, because we're inviting some of the some of the uh, politicians and some of the people who are running for elections and stuff like that. So we always like for it to be after the uh, election, so you can get more of a feel what's going to be happening here, especially in Seattle, yeah. more of a feel what next year is going to be like in some ways. Yeah, yeah. no. Well, th well this is <laughs> exciting indeed. This Thursday, November 9th at the Esquire Club, 7 a.m. Uh, you know, this, you know, hearing from your speaker, Bonda Sargent, learning from those who may have won and what does it look like now in terms of the political climate moving forward? Uh, again, uplifting the legacy of Thurgood Marshall, uh, you know, presenting an award. This is all the, you know, kudos to you and all that are working with mothers for police accountability. Thank you so much for continuing to be a phenomenal pillar in our community, Reverend Walden, for everything you give and everything you do. Uh, you do have, you made a drop right there. You do have your mother's justice show on the radio, still going <laughs> live and strong. Yes. I want you to look right there. Let the folks know how they connect with you, the, the radio show and mothers for police accountability. All right. Well, thank you. Our website is Mothers, uh, S on Mothers, Mothers for Police Accountability dot org. And I'm on the air at 1150 a.m. KKNW uh, AM radio every Monday from what, from two to three. Uh, catch me there. We also have a podcast after the radio show. I love being on there. So I love radio. <laughs> oh, well, you are phenomenal. Thank you so much for well, being right here in the yeah, studio in with the me studio. today. It's a beautiful studio. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Right, thank you. Oh, y'all, we done start off right. Nice and right. We're going to continue because up next, we have Noni Irvin in the building. She's going to be telling us all about the Kwanzaa Awards. You do not want to miss this. Stay tuned, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. A new COVID vaccine is here. It's designed to help prevent the COVID variants that we're seeing spreading now. Even if you got COVID before or got COVID booster shots and the vaccine, it's important to get this new vaccine. It's safe to get the COVID shot and the flu shot at the same time. Get both to prevent serious illness this fall and winter. 
Get ready for a night of solid gold with the Temptations. Four tops. Same night, same stage. The Temptations and the Four Tops together live. Welcome back, everyone, to Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a phenomenal first part of the episode with Reverend Walden. And we get to continue in that phenomenal nature because Noni's in the building. What's up, Noni? Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm great. So glad to be here. Thank you. Of course. Well, here we are once again. And you know, this is a platform for you to give us all of the insight as we usher in a new season of the Kwanzaa Awards. This is such a phenomenal time to really uplift the folks who are doing great. Great work. Tell us more about it for those who may not know. Well, let's say, let's start with the Kwanzaa Awards are designed to acknowledge and celebrate individuals and organizations who embody the seven principles of Kwanzaa. And I'm really honored to be here with Converge, who was the Kuji Chagalia Organizational Award recipient last year. That's right. And um, just re-watching the words from that ceremony and knowing that the whole thing was about standing on the shoulders of our elders. Um, just here was Reverend Harriet, the Reverend Dr. Harriet G. Walden, who is our first year NIA award recipient. And that is, um, you know, to make our collective vocation, the building and development of our community in order to restore people to their traditional greatness. That is just a way of saying we all bring our individual gifts to the table. We all bring our individual gifts to community. And when we do that, we are able to make the best work of it and, and be at our best. Um, Reverend Walden, I just, I, I love her and I love her, her fortitude and, um, and that she embodies that principle and she's an example of what it looks like walking around among us. So that's all the Kwanzaa Awards are, is seeing those who are doing the work, who know they're doing the work or might not know and celebrating them. Well, you know, this for me is one of those things where it settles in my heart so well, so pure, because it comes from such a pure place of this is about the brilliance in our community. And I remember talking to you about this concept before it was a thing mm -hmm. and being like, whoa, anytime I can connect with folks who have similar mindset like me of this, is what this show is all about, right? It's like, how do we continue to have opportunities to uplift our people and really love on them now, give them their flowers now. Yes. And also, uh, you know, tying it into the principles of Kwanzaa, it really gives it such a, a larger kind of firmament and foundation in terms of why it's important for us to be doing that and why it's important for us to do it in that way. Tell us more about that because as you now have a couple years of recipients, right? I mean, this is what, the third year now? It'll be the third year. Wow. We, the last two years, we probably had uh, more than 60 nominations come in. Uh, we had um, international uh, nominations come in last year. Our first international award recipient, a young man in his 20s from Tanzania for Umoja. Um, we have had fourth graders who were nominated who were this close to being finalists, you know, and, um, you know, the Kwanzaa, the principles are really simple, but I think sometimes they can be abstract. You know, the language of Kwanzaa Swahili, it's not something that we speak on a regular basis, right? And so to be able to say 
celebrate Kwanzaa during December 26th to January 1st and then say, okay, now on Tuesday, this is what Ujima looks like. And on Thursday, this is what Kuumba looks like. And the young people get it very easily. Uh, and so the awards are so the adults can understand it, right? <laughs> we just, we want to, it's, it's about creating the, uh, the awards the way we want them to be for us. And that is Kujichagalia, right? To define ourselves, create for ourselves, name ourselves and speak for ourselves. And we in the, with the awards are defining who they're for, what they're for, how we want to go about them. And they're not in a box. They're not in concrete. They can change and evolve with us. And, um, and I love that because it's the simplicity, but it's also the, the individuals who are part of putting it together and community and saying, can we add this? What about if we do this? You know, for this year, we want to really hear the voice of our young people. Um, and I'm really excited about that. So we will have some special things at the awards this, this year. I almost said this morning. <laughs> uh, my favorite part about the Kwanzaa Awards is the process, the nomination process. So I brought with me um, one of our hard copy nomination forms. So it's a single page, right? Double-sided. The We want the awards to be as accessible as possible. We had the nomination form digitally the last two years, but last year we received about 30 oral nominations from our elders, and we honored all of them. And so we want to we want to not have a limitation on who can say who's fabulous and tell us about the work that they've done. So um, mail it in, email it in, up, you know, on the Kwanzaa Awards uh, website, you have a lot of options. But at the end of the day, we um, just think about start with the people, start with the individual individuals and organizations that you think are amazing. And then look at the principles and say, this is where they fall into, and then tell us something special about them. And it's that simple. We've had folks who've submitted paragraphs in their nomination, and we've had award recipients who received a couple of sentences because it came from the heart of community. I do not nominate. I do not select. So that's why I always try to make sure people know, you know, your community, your friends, and your family have nominated you. And they have also been the ones to select you. And I get to sit back and be surprised and excited and hold absolute secrecy of who the award recipients are. So it's so much fun. Well, you know, you could tell that this is such a, a love and a passion for you because you pour everything into it. And I got to say, you know, I, I, I don't know why it just came to me now. But I'm like, oh, yeah, we need to make sure we are getting all those folks on the day with Trey. Like, let's be partners and, yes. you know, the nominees, the winners. I, I mean, everyone, because that's really what it's about. And as earlier this week, I was encouraging folks to, you know, connect with us and tell us about the people that are in positively impacting their lives or their communities so that this can be that space. But 
you are doing it right now in the droves, right? Like you're getting the nominations, you're hearing about some of these stories. And I know the selection committee and all those who are nominating, there's something special about those nominations and tying them to the, you know, Kwanzaa principles is another facet. But I appreciate what you said about that being something that's tangible for us. Cause then it's like, oh no, that's right. Cause that's exactly what they do. And it gives us another layer of understanding for those principles. So of course I got to give you time as folks are wanting to put their nominations in. When is the window closing? What do they have to do? How do they get the paper copy? Tell them all about it. Well, we would encourage you to go to KwanzaaAwards.org for all of the Kwanzaa Awards information any time of the year. So K-W-A-N-Z-A-A, capital A-W-A-R-D-S dot O-R-G. And if you want to be considered or you want your nomination to be considered for this year's awards, you have to have them in by November 30th. We will be making some special announcements about the nomination window during the awards ceremony. And we will also announce the keynote and program after the nomination window closes for this year. So I love the, I love us. I love, um, that we are so special to our children, our families, our grandparents. I think of the work that my grandfather did in Hilltop Tacoma, the work that my grandmother did in Monrovia, California, the work that our elders have done up and down the I-5 corridor across the state, across this country. And because they did so much and pushed so much, it's easy for us to push and to just move this forward so that by the time our grandchildren come along, we won't need a Kwanzaa Awards. We won't need it because we will be embodying it and it will be obvious to all of us and we will just be um, together in beauty. So I uh, thank you for having us. Noni, anytime. <laughs> I mean, this is phenomenal. I'm excited because of this youth incorporation. That sounds very exciting. And I know more to come as you have more developed please feel free to come back. Give us updates as we lead up to the Kwanzaa Awards themselves. I'm always here for you and you're always welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. Asante Sana. Oh, thank y'all so much. And just thank Noni. I mean, this is phenomenal for our community to have something that we get to control, y'all. It's a beautiful thing because all of those who have been impacting us, we can now uplift and celebrate them with the Kwanzaa Awards. I'm going to wrap all this up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. Welcome back to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I want to send a huge shout out to my guest today, Dr. Reverend Harriet Walden of Mothers for Police Accountability, telling us all about the Mother's Justice Breakfast. You can go to their website and get your tickets for that breakfast this Thursday at 7 a.m. at the Esquire Club. Uh, Again, listening to a phenomenal guest speaker and them giving an award to someone who is continuing the work in justice. 
this and honestly be there because we need to be celebrating and supporting these amazing institutions in our community. And that's another reason why I want to give a huge shout out to Noni Irvin for stepping up to the plate to realize that there was a void of us having our own award ceremony where we get to really uplift the brilliance of folks that are doing great work in connection with the seven principles of Kwanzaa. It is such a great opportunity for us to just share these positive stories and the impact that we have by some of the amazing pillars in our community. Y'all know I was inspired by the work they're both doing. I'm encouraging you to be inspired. There's always something that we can do to step in and step up and be there in our community in an intentional way. I encourage y'all to do what you can to see yourself as a part of the solution as both of my guests have today. And for me, until tomorrow at 11 a.m., y'all. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.